Good afternoon, guys. Or night. Or morning. Whatever you prefer. Anyways, whenever you're listening to this, welcome. This is episode two of the Voice of Somebody podcast. I'm your host, Francisco, a.k.a. DJ Starion. And I am super excited for this podcast to drop because... This was one of the most fun podcasts that, or fun, most fun interviews that I've ever done in my life. Um, I this was recorded on Saturday. It was November, I don't know, sixteenth, seventeenth. I don't know. It was a Saturday. It was recorded on the bus of Raven Black, who are my guests. It was on the sixteenth, so you know on the buzz of raven black and this was before they did their soundtrack got to sit with raven and muppet and kind of talk with them uh, just about their influences their how the tour has been going kind of their start their journey and it was actually very enlightening on how they how they started their journey because their, their their band has not been around a long time, and you'll you'll find out as you listen to the interview. Um, I try to edit the the interview the best I can. I actually had brought my spare Android phone and recorded the interview. Kind of, it was supposed to be a video interview. I was gonna go put it up on my YouTube, but Raven, I just woke up, so we decided to do an uh, audio interview, which is. I'm actually kind of glad it worked out that way too because after doing this interview I really felt like it's something that should have been more on this podcast as opposed to being on my YouTube channel anyways. So as you know, everything happens for a reason. So anyways, I hope you enjoy. Stick around after the interview because I'm going to share some of my thoughts just on their set and on the show as a whole. So anyways, enjoy. I feel like she'd be very, like, making sure everything looks the way she wants it because she's very artistic. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very specific about certain things with the theatrics and the brand, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, everything that has our name is a reflection of us. So, you know, if it looks shitty, it's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of funny much that too because that actually leads me to, like, my first question, oh. which was, like, in terms of, like, your, I guess, your inspirations. Like, how, how do you even, because, like, I'll, I'll be completely honest, like, I didn't know much about you guys until, like, a few days ago, and then, like, it's kind of like, started checking us out. yeah, and, and then like, I, what? and then I started, what? like, going, yeah, I started, like, going, like, deeper into the rabbit hole, and I'm like, it is a rabbit hole, holy shit, and that's are, just the token, yeah, I'm like, you're only seeing the token, we're an opener, we can't give you all of our beautiful things, we have no time. And I actually, I actually have a follow-up question for that later. Too, but that'll so. be something you guys can look forward yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, how As did, it <laughs> So, like, how how does something like this even, like, come about? Like, what, what would be, like, your inspirations to even start something up like this? So, Ryan and I sort of, man, uh, we're married. I don't know if you know that about us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we started a band, and uh, it goes beyond that, but... You know, we, we met day one, we were pitched, and we've been together nine years, and we were playing in a different band, 
and then uh, you know I had this vision and I shared it with him of course of this vision that I had uh, leaving my past life behind which was completely opposite extreme opposite of what we're doing now um, but sacrificing decided I'm gonna live for me um, through my throughout my life just doing a lot for others in, in an unproductive way so I decided I'm gonna make myself happy and do something productive for other people and uh, through my art. So I explained the vision to him and he was like, I love your vision. And I said, okay, well, let's start a band, like a whole separate band. So, you know, we auditioned people and we initially we started with a couple of our friends and they just didn't get the vision. So we said, well, it looks like we're going to have to find the right people for the characters that I created in my crazy mind. Um, and meeting the right personalities. Of course, Chris and Lewis joined us and, uh, like just that whole audition process, uh, going through eight different auditions or different people and trying, you know, months, almost a year of that, uh, before we actually decided on somebody, but Chris and, and Lewis both had their input. I had the basis of the characters, but I also wanted them to organically be a part of the development of the characters. And so the doctor and Stitches came about. And we still have a, another hidden character lingering in the mist that maybe might come alive one day in the future, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, so here we did the vision, and the vision is basically, you know, it started with my favorite things, and then, of course, adding Muppets' favorite things in music, in art, in movies, in just all of our hobbies and stuff. And then we added the Doctor's favorite things, and we added Stitches' favorite things, and you know, one magazine interview very early on, um, when we first kind of came out with Mushroom Head in 2016, uh, and they were doing show reviews going, where the hell did you guys come from? And <laughs> what is this? You know, and and uh, the, the review of the show was, you know, it's almost like you took, you know, Tim Burton and you took, you know, Rob Zombie and you took Alice Cooper and you took Kiss and you took, you know, Marilyn Manson and in this moment and Arch Enemy and you just threw it all in a blender and went, and then that's what you have. And still, yet yeah, there's still a uniqueness to us than all of those things. Um, but I said, but honestly, that's the truth. All of our favorite things, you know, Lewis and I both, uh, right? We, we like black metal, you know, we like classic metal, we like American metal, we like um, melodic metal, you know, we, we death metal, rational. Um, and just being from LA originally, you know, we were very, very deeply rooted in the thrash death metal scene, um, as far as festival scene with friends of ours. And they were having us play. Here's this female fronted, you know, new metal band playing in the midst of 50 thrash death metal fan, you know, bands. And in a festival, and we're just like, how do we fit in? And they're like, somehow you fit in because you guys are crazy. Like you just put on such a great show that it's it's an awesome show, and everybody just enjoys it. Um, so we continue with that. And as as a band writing together, we spent the first two years together writing. That's all we did. So we didn't come out until we went out with Mushroom Head and that was our very first tour. So, you know, technically we've only been a three-year-old band out in the world. Um, so this is our third year. October 28th was our 30-year anniversary as a band. This awesome. And um, two albums in and we're on our third album. So the third album I think is going to be the one that um, really kind of marks who we are. I think first and second, you know, we're still kind of like treading lightly presenting ourselves and I think the third album we've shared three singles from it that have just gone 
done really well on Spotify and stuff like that. So um, we feel very confident and happy with the direction that we're going. Um, and we have a little surprise on the third album uh, of us, about us. And, uh, so we're looking forward to it. We're really excited about it. It's awesome. Yeah, you, mean, you know what I was, what we were listening to last night, like when we got out of work. When when you got in the car. What's her reaction? What is that? Carnival? Was it Carnival? Was it Carnival? Was it Carnival? Yeah, so Carnival is definitely, and that's why we released that one first uh, out of the new album as our teaser. Uh, we went out with Stat Dex, and of course we, oh no, I'm sorry, we went out with Cradle of Filth, and we introduced Carnival. Um, and because Cradle of Filth is very theatrical, and Carnival really set the pace, and you know, that just went crazy on Spotify. I mean, in our 32nd day, we hit over 100,000 streams. Um, and for a new unsigned band, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Um, and then we got added to all these Spotify playlists, you know, the official playlists. So we were like, you know, that song's doing really well. And, and so it really kind of reaffirmed our, you know, our passion for carnival metal. We really enjoy doing that. Um, it's fun for us. It's a unique way of, you know, combining theatrical metal with, you know, heavy metal. And I say just heavy metal. Uh, we don't really consider ourselves of any specific genre. Although radio is pretty much plays just a new metal. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's what they think we are. Um, I think when they don't know what you are, they just throw you in new metal. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how much it, how I feel about it. But we just consider ourselves a metal band. Um, and our show is obviously theatrical. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's literally all of my favorite things. And a lot of people, you know, reference just like, oh, you're, Har you're the singing Harley Quinn or you're the metal Harley Quinn. And I love Harley Quinn, but I love Joker more. Uh, but it's because I wear, I you know, wear pigtails and stuff like that. Um, my pigtails are actually from just childhood. I, I was a tomboy and I just wore pigtails all the time. And, and my favorite show as kid and my little idol was Pippi Longstocking. So Pippi was a badass, you know. So I, I that's where my pigtails come from, not from Harley Quinn. Uh, but uh, but I've been wearing my hair down. I've been changing up. You know, we we don't want to always constantly and surprise you guys and our fans like that I like I like playing games and uh, we all do and we like uh, just having fun with everybody uh, so we like to go oh check this out boom and then you're like where did that come from and we, we kind of love doing that um, we like to throw things at you from left field you know what I mean when you least expect it and I think we're always going to be like that yeah because I, I think I remember watching an interview where where you said that depending on who you tour with, the, they kind of, you kind of change up. The set. Yeah, I changed up the set based on, based on that crowd. Correct. So like a uh, cradle film, black metal, we definitely played uh, some of our melodic stuff, you know, to kind of match that. Um, most of our songs do have a combination of clean vocals and screaming. Um, I love black metal screams, so, and I love the demonic voice, you know, I have it naturally. <laughs> You're talking to me now. <laughs> My voice is very low, and it's just naturally kind of raspy, and it's just how I speak. Um, but, yeah, I, we try to have fun with it. We try to mix it up. Um, our focus is always every tour that we want to give you something you're familiar with because you've got your favorite song or, the, you know, the one that you play on your playlist all the time and you want to see that live. 
And then we also always want to throw something new in there so it's not the same show every single time you see us. Now, what about, like, how's it been um, being on this tour? Like, especially with it being, you know, I feel like such such a huge tour, especially for, you know, people that grew up, like, in that new, you know, in that new middle era when Static X, like, when Wisconsin Death Trip came out, like, how how those crowds kind of been compared to, like, some of the some well, of the other ones? Like, we've been really lucky. Like, we went out with, we've been out with some really amazing bands that have years of a fan base. I mean, like, Mushroom Head, same thing. They've got diehard Mushroom, you know, Mushroom Head bands. Psycho Stick, same thing. They were out there like that parody fun band, and they were awesome. Then we got with Cradle, I mean, Devil Driver, Ginger. Ginger just blew up, you know what I mean? Devil Driver's been a staple. Um, you know, Devil Driver fans are like, you know, fucking Slayer fans. They're very diehard fans. <laughs> um, and you've got Mosh Pits and crowd surfing every night, you know, people bleeding out of the mouth. But it's like, fuck yeah, everybody's happy about it. <laughs> I'm happy I'm bleeding kind of thing. Um, then you go and you have this historical 20th anniversary Wisconsin Death Trip, which happens to be our favorite album, all four of us, of Static X. And the, the surreal thing is that Ulrich Wild, our producer, is the one, the producer that produced that album. So it kind of came around 360. And, uh, you know, Wayne Static, I mean, Ryan and I specifically are huge fans of Static X. So when the opportunity came up, we were all like, yes, we're, there's no question. We're going to do whatever it takes to get on this tour. Um, and we did. And these, you know, these guys, um, the three of them, especially, I mean, I wish Wayne was here, but Zero has really caught the essence of him. Um, and have you seen that live yet? Okay, so you'll you'll probably agree with me later down, later on. Might want to comment on that later at the end of the interview, like what you think later about that. But first night, side stage, um, I got the chills. I started crying. Um, I really felt like Wayne was standing there. Um, he really, Zero really nailed it. The tribute um, video screens that they do, you'll, you'll experience it tonight. Very surreal. Um, it just did a phenomenal job. And the guys are so down to earth. Like Tony Kuichi and, and Kenji, like they just, they, the first day of tour, they're like, you know, you guys, you know, thank you for being on the tour. And we're the opening band, you know, we're this unsigned three-year-old band. And, and these guys, these three guys are like welcoming us and saying, if there's anything you need. You know, just let us know, and, and just so down to earth, so humble, just really nice. And Koichi's like super sugary sweet, nice. Um, and but he rock. I mean, they rock on stage, and, and it like age. It's ageless. You know, you don't see them as all oh, twenty years. You see them like they were back then. Like they're mm -hmm. bouncing around, and it's crazy to see and and be a part of. Um, it's just been really fun. And the first leg, we were out for seven weeks. So like you know you get really tight with people. Um, Wednesday 13, we've been out with them all year practically on every tour. Um, it seems like we've, we've become the brother sister band. And then um, you know, dope. I mean, dope. You know, they went out with Static X back in the day. So it's just all fit. It just all fit, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. Devil Driver. I wish they were here because it's going to be like that reunion again. But you know, as you know, Anastasia's really sick, so um, we do miss them. Um, definitely feeling, you know, their absence and stuff like that. Uh, but you know what? Mushroom heads coming. Drowning pool was awesome. Drowning pool was on for three days. And uh, those guys we opened for as a local band in LA when we first started. And, you know, we were like, Oh my God, we're opening for drowning pool. <laughs> and here we are again, you know, five years later or whatever. So it's, it's pretty cool. 
Now, do you know, are, they, are they playing tonight as well? Or no, tonight it's just us. Uh, Mushroom Head doesn't join us until November 21st in oh, Ohio. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, okay, so kind of going back to when you were talking about, like, the, you know, how it's more theatrical and all that, like, one of my probably all-time favorite live shows that I've ever seen, I, I wish I saw it in person, but... It was the Retinal Circus in Devon Townsend. Oh, and <clears throat> it is, if the whole thing's on YouTube, if you have a chance to like. What is it called? Uh, it's called the Retinal Circus. It's from Devon Townsend. It's. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, it's like a three hour, like, whole, like, story. Yeah. Like, that's, that's where my yeah. vision wants to go. Now, what? Okay, so. <laughs> Just so you know. Not a three hour show, <laughs> yeah. but. Maybe an hour show. But hour let's say, so let's say there was no budget. Mm-hmm. And somebody said... We're going to have a five-hour interview. <laughs> well, just, just the highlights. Yeah. Like, if, well, if, with if, the, if, somebody told, if somebody told you that... Here's a million bucks, here's three million dollars, here's five million dollars, yeah, what are like, you going to do with it? Put, like, what, like, capture, capture the essence of Raven Black in one hour. How would you do it? Um, well, the journey would begin with your purchase of your ticket. And I would just say Willy Wonka. I just put that out there. Uh, and then from the moment you get in line, you're already on the journey of experiencing the dark metal carnival. Uh, so, you know, people love fun houses and haunted houses and all that stuff, right? Well, we want to bring that as a part of the show. From the moment you hit that front door. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of production, a lot of money. You know, uh, we're our goal, you know, our vision, my vision, our vision is to get to a level where the show is, you know, beyond the stage, you know, that when you walk in the venue, you're, you're transformed into this world, uh, our world, you know, that we want to take you to our world and both musically, all the senses, sight, sound, smell, everything. And that that's the goal, whether that will ever happen in the future. It all depends on the fan base. If the fans are going to drive this, if they want to see this, it'll happen. It will happen. If the fans want to see, you know, I, I kind of compare it to like Cirque du Soleil. So when you see the big white tent, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in a big parking lot, right? Somewhere at some convention center parking lot or whatever. They or see the big white. Yeah, you, yeah you, you see the big white tent and you're like, oh my God, Cirque du Soleil's in town. Well, we kind of want to do that on a, a, a little bit smaller level with, you know, oh, shoot, the dark metal carnivals in town. And, you know, metalheads rock. I mean, we want to cross genres. We have a lot of fans that are not metalheads even because of the theatrical. And we're introducing them to metal music. And they're going, you know, like the, the people that you, you would say, they then they have said this to us, you know, at our table, at our merch table. I, I'm not, I don't really listen to metal, but I came with my boyfriend or my husband or my best friend for their birthday and you know I'm a country music person or I'm, I'm a hip-hop or pop music and they go but that was so awesome and you know your screams are amazing. and I'm like oh so you're not like going oh I can't understand what they're saying you're enjoying this side of metal that there's like more to it than just a bunch of words shout you know shouted or screaming there there's actual music you know, there's music to that. There's a, a melody to what 
growlers and screamers do. There's an art form to that. Um, and I think because of the theatrics, it really kind of makes them a little more open-minded because they're enjoying what they're seeing visually. And so they understand it more with the hearing and, and it pulls it all together, you know, whereas somebody who just plays them a, a really brash metal song and they just hear, I don't know, I don't know, you know, like they don't, they don't get the whole thing, you know what I mean? Um, so I think us introducing that to people is kind of fun to challenge them to, to understand and appreciate metal music. Um, this is why I chose metal. I have a huge passion for it. Uh, there's no way lyrically um, and uh, emotionally can I really fulfill my inner need as a vocalist through pop or any other music genre. Um, I think metal really allows me to be pretty when I want to be pretty and soft, be, you know, be fun and whimsical and, and quirky in some parts vocally. And then when I want to get aggressive and, and angry or sad or depressed with angst, metal's the only really truly genre, you know, music genre that I feel that I can really express that emotion. Um, and I think rock music is, well, I mean, rock metal to me kind of live in the same neighborhood. Um, we will be introducing some, what would I call dark, heavy ballad, still metal, but cause you can't just leave it in rock, but it definitely has rock elements of the melody of me singing. Uh, but we'll be introducing some of that mixture in the future. Uh, cause I do, I am a singer first before a screamer. Awesome. Now, um, I guess lastly, um, where, like after, I guess after the next album comes out, what's next? Well, we're, we're hopes, our hopes are to continue to be a support, you know, a support band on bigger tours in 2020 and obviously uh, pushing our, our new album and getting that out there and, and earning more fans. We like to earn our fans. Uh, we don't buy fans. We, we, it's earned. Uh, we want it that way. We want to meet every one of our fans. We want to talk to every one of our fans. I talk to our fans religiously daily and they'll tell you, I answer it two in the morning. It just depends whether I'm sleeping or not. Um, but I personally answer every message and, uh, you know, obviously in the future when we get to a million fans, I'll see how well I do with that. I may need a little help or they might just have to wait a little longer for me to respond because there's only one of me. But, um, you know, we all respond to our fans. We, we take pictures. We don't charge extra for autographs or pictures or anything. We, we welcome everyone to come say hi. You know, uh, Rejects Fan Club, where our fan base is called the Rejects. They named themselves, of course. Um, and the whole basis of that is that no one's rejected at the Dark Metal Carnival. It's a place where everyone can come and just be themselves. No judgment, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. As long as you're, you love metal and you love each other and we're a community, you're accepted. Uh, so we're called, you know, rejects. And so the fan club's doing really well. Um, but yeah, they, they protect each other. It's pretty crazy. It's its own entity. I have no control. I, I do what they say. The rejects rule me. <laughs> and they know it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, you know, opening, um, support, uh, 2020. I know people are pushing us for a headliner. Um, we don't want to do a headliner until we feel we can actually, uh, justify our production of a true headliner. 
you know, we'll do one headliner at one-off shows here and there. Uh, but when we do a national headlining tour, we want we want you guys to get the first taste of what the Dark Metal Carnival will be like. So I think maybe 2021. Awesome. Awesome. And, and if, um, if people want more info, where do they go? Ravensrejects.com. Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere, but uh, you can Google it. Uh, but yeah, 2020 will be a new album. It's dropping in March 2020. Uh, you'll probably see two to three new music videos next year. Uh, we're planning on filming those in uh, January, February. Um, but that's that's about it. 2020, new album. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Oh, and the album name, The Key. Nice. <laughs> Well, the key, and then if you open the album, I'll give you the little secret. When you open your al- the album, it'll tell, it'll reveal that opens all doors. That's awesome. And right now we have our pre-order. That's important. Our pre-order, so pre, it's RB pre-order, the key, um, the key that opens all the doors. Uh, that we have three bundles, and they're room one, room two, and so check it out. Can you can you uh, like pre-order all three if you wanted to? In there, you could. Room one is the torture room. Room two is the double trouble, and room three is dream mirror. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like seriously like just like blown away right now. So, thank you. Yeah. No. No. Seriously. Thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for you know. Checking us out and helping promote us. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I'm super excited now. And have you seen us live? No. Oh, I'm excited now. I'm I'm excited. Anyways, guys, that was the interview with Raven Black. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I love doing it. Now, here are some thoughts on on the show. So, after actually you know what let me let me talk about their set first and everybody else's sets and then i'll kind of talk about the the after experience and kind of my thoughts not just of the band as musicians but the band as people so raven didn't really share with me what their show is really like even on youtube it doesn't really encapsulate what they're all about and when she mentions it that it's a dark metal carnival she fucking means it 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 was just so so surreal i had never first of all i never seen a opening band get such a reaction such a positive reaction and i've been to a crap load of shows i've probably been to at least 500 or so metal shows all over here in florida indiana chicago you name it i've been to a shitload of them and i've never seen an opening band have so much so much energy and bring that energy out of the crowd like they did that night it made me it it was crazy because they were only on stage i think for only 30 minutes but I wanted so much more. Like I was legit pissed that they 
they had to end their set because I could have just seen a three-hour show of theirs the entire night and I would have came home so happy. Everyone else though on the show was amazing. Wednesday 13, they had a completely different presence. Dope was amazing as always. Static X was fucking phenomenal. Um, it was just, overall, it was just a fun, awesome night, and it was crazy, because I felt like I was back in high school again, you know, like, being at, you know, being at the Metro, or being at the House of Blues, or, you know, being at, you know, being at the Masquerader State Theater, watching, you know, watching these shows, and it was just... It was just so awesome. And the best part, honestly, wasn't even the show itself. was even afterwards, you know, we went to go, you know, talk to Raven real quick, say bye, thank her for everything. And, you know, she had us hang out with him for a while. And we ended up hanging hanging back out on their bus up until, like, 1 in the morning when they had to, when they had to leave. And... That was so some of the most fun I've ever had because I got we got to actually share with Raven her thought like our thoughts on the show and what was really cool was the fact that I've never had an artist or a musician ask us what they think and be like so invested in it and to me that just shows how much they're invested in in not only in their music but just in their craft in general and that made me love them so much more like they're coming back in march at the house of blues in orlando they're they're touring within this moment in black veil brides yeah guess who's gonna be there yours truly not because of in this moment not because of black veil brides but because of raven fucking black like I, I connected with them on so many different levels. Like I understood where they were coming from, and I feel like it can can a band be your your soulmate? Can a band be your spirit animal? Because of so, Raven Black is that band. It's just it's just crazy. Like like I said, I want more. Um, I ended up buying a buying a torture that night. I will probably end up pre-ordering the the key. They have a package online. I was actually checking out the website, and they have a package where you get the VIP pass and you know a whole bunch like a shirt and autograph poster and a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, you bet your ass I'm gonna get that. You know why? Because I feel like they're they deserve the support. They're doing it all on their own. They don't. They don't have a label backing them and telling them what to do. They do all this shit on their own. And to me, that is. I respect them so much for that. It is awesome. So definitely, if you love metal, if you just love music in general, check them out. I'm gonna put links. All the links for that for all of them are they're gonna go in the description on this podcast. Um, 
But yeah, definitely check them out. And like I said, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this show. Um, I'm going to definitely try and get these out in a more timely fashion. I guess I try to. Not really sure, but you know, with the holidays coming up, it might be harder to get people on. But um, every now and then, maybe you know, just to give you guys some content, I might you know, I might do shows, some solo shows, and then you know, every now and then we'll have a guest on as well. So, um, so yeah. Until then, hope everybody is having a wonderful day, wonderful week, wonderful year. We only got a about a month and a about a month and a half left of this year isn't that crazy and we're gonna be in 2020 so hopefully everybody y'all be safe have a wonderful day stay positive my friends and as always i will catch you all on the flip side peace